You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. There's a lot of stuff going on on the Gaza Strip that I want to speak about, and our time is fleeting. Um, Violence in the Gaza. There's a clip here uh, that came from the Turkish media group here, and I want to run it, and I want to get your opinion on it. There seems to be a, a lot of people protesting on the Gaza Strip there, and a lot of violence going on. And um, I want my crowd to see it, and I want to get your opinion on it here on Conservative Nation. So here we go. Seven months since the beginning of the Great March of Return, which was first launched from here, the Malacca Camp, on the 30th of March 2018, on what was referred to as Land Day, and was supposed to end on May 15th, when Palestinians commemorate what they refer to as Nakba, or Catastrophe, the day that Israel announced its independence on Palestinian-occupied lands. The idea of the protest was originally conceived by Gaza journalist and activist Ahmed Abu Ratima after a viral Facebook post where he wondered saying what would happen if 200,000 peaceful protesters broke through the barbed wire fence, raised the Palestinian flag and pitched tents a few kilometers into our own occupied territory. Soon after this post, community activists began planning what they referred to as the Great March of Return. The protest expresses two main demands for the Palestinians. The first, the rights of refugees to return to their lands and lands of ancestors that were occupied in 1948. The second, the breakage of the 12 years Israeli imposed siege and blockade on the Gaza Strip. Protest tents are set in five main camp locations across the Gaza Strip border with Israel, Jabalia, Malaka, Khuza'a, Rafah and Al-Wusta. On the other side of the fence, Israeli military has deployed soldiers including snipers and tanks to the border. Soldiers have opened fire on Palestinians approaching the fence with tear gas, rubber bullets and live ammunition. Violence during the protests has resulted in the deadliest days of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict since the 2014 war on Gaza. 33 weeks now have carried within them at least 210 Palestinians killed, including 33 children, two journalists, two paramedics, and so far the number of injuries has reached 24,516. Despite the weekly casualties in Palestinians from the Great March of Return, the enormous Israeli airstrikes that were carried on the entire Strip on the past Sunday and Monday of this week have resulted in 15 killed and at least 90 others were injured. Alrighty. So, Barry. Yes, sir. This looks like... um, uh, a propaganda type of uh, clip here for the Palestinians. Now, they are just um, t- speaking about how Israel is hurting the Palestinian people, how they just had a quote-unquote peaceful grand march. Um, and a- according to uh, this reporter here, nothing but airstrikes came from Israel hurting uh, these Palestinian people, 210 and 33 killed. What, what, what do you think about this here? Let's think about it this way, Jermaine. You're in Minnesota, not that far from Canada. Imagine if everybody in northern Minnesota 
day and night was trained to run to a bomb shelter because on somewhere between five and 10 seconds notice, if you didn't get into the bomb shelter, you, your parents, your friends, your kids could be killed by missiles intentionally fired into residential neighborhoods. Now there's no military base where you live, it's just a bunch of houses and some stores, right? In commercial areas. The Palestinians in Gaza, run by Hamas, an internationally recognized, and I mean internationally recognized terror organization, only fires missiles at residential areas, intending to kill as many people as possible. 500 missiles were launched in the last month at Israel, striking every conceivable residential neighborhood you can imagine. When I was last on your show, about a week ago, I think, you showed a video that I shot in Starot, which is the town in southern Israel, that is uh, somewhere between 7 and 12 seconds missile flight time from the Gaza Strip, which means count to 12 from the time the siren starts, that's when the missile strikes. If you're more than 15 steps from a bomb shelter and it's near you, say 50 feet away, you're dead or cut to shreds. What did Israel do in retaliation, Jermaine? They flew jets across the border and they blew up buildings that had been notified in advance to be evacuated so nobody got hurt. That's how Israel responds. They blow up empty buildings because they're trying to minimize casualties with the idea in mind that at some point the Hamas government is going to say, hey, we're running out of important buildings like our radio station, uh, our food distribution center, our office buildings. We'll stop bombing the Israelis. So the preferred method of communication coming out of Gaza is like what you showed on your video, although it didn't show really what's happening. I've been there. I can tell you what it looks like. Tens of thousands of Palestinians in the Gaza Strip are bused to the border fence. Thousands of tires are set on fire to create as much smoke as possible. And when it's a smoky mess, they start, literally you can't see five feet, they start launching kite bombs, which are balloons with explosives tied to them, or Molotov cocktails. And they float across on the smoke, land on buildings, land in fields, burn up the crops, and set things on fire. And at the same time, they start shooting through the fence. Now up front are women and children, as many as possible, so the international press can photograph them. And what do the Israelis do? Well, they fire tear gas or they fire rubber bullets. But when the fence gets cut and the border gets breached and a thousand people start running over the border into Israel screaming Allah Akbar, which is God is great, they're celebrating their martyrdom, well, Israel shoots back. Under those circumstances, people do get killed. Quite frankly, I'm shocked that the death toll is in tens of thousands, literally. Mm -hmm. If you were there, and you saw it with your own eyes, you'd be amazed at the restraint the IDF places on their own soldiers. It is truly the most ethical army in the world. I've been on that fence line, and it's really terrifying to think a few meters away, there's a thousand people with guns, with rocks, with bottles, with bombs, with grenades, and rifles. 
and it's a chain link fence. It's not a wall, so the bullets go right through the chain link fence. Uh, uh, uh. You know, it, it, this is just a crazy situation here. And uh, Israel, to me, is the only uh, one of the only countries in the Middle East. They're keeping, uh, quote unquote, peace as much peace as they can keep there, because I can't imagine the Middle East without Israel being there. I mean, it will be war everywhere you look. Israel wants peace so desperately and has been begging for it for years. You know, let me disabuse your viewers of one concept that still makes its rounds in things like this Turkish propaganda piece. Gaza is not um, uh, occupied, but there's not a single Jew in the Gaza Strip. There's not a single Israeli. They were all evacuated forcefully by the Israeli army over a decade ago. It's all Arabs. It's all Palestinian Arabs. Uh, no Jews allowed. If they were there, they'd be dead by now. So there's no occupation. It was intended, or so the idea was, to create peace. What happened? Well, they had their election. Hamas beat the Palestinian Authority. Hamas then killed all the Palestinian Authority officials left in the Gaza Strip or kicked them out, the ones that were lucky enough not to be executed. And then they set up a brutal Islamic dictatorship. And that's what remains to this day. You can go to the border and see it. It's so sad. 50 cement trucks a day going into the Gaza Strip, coming out of Israel for the cement to rebuild everything that's been destroyed. And they spend the cement on underground terror tunnels. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of food trucks a day crossing the border into Gaza coming from Israel, allowed to come in by Israel. The power supply into Gaza coming out of the Eshkelon power plant in southern Israel that the Palestinians in the Gaza Strip don't even pay for. Israel donates in the hope of uh, offsetting a humanitarian crisis because if the power goes down, the water treatment plant goes down and they have no water to drink. None of that's in the international press. You need to go there. Your viewers need to go there. Look, they can go to Jerusalem. They can see all the Christian sites. They can reconnect with their religion if they're Christian or Jewish, and then go down to the Gaza border and get some truth. Because when they come back, they'll be disgusted how one-sided and idiotically untrue, literally untrue, the world presses, but that's the narrative, and Israel doesn't do a very good job of countering a hundred countries around the world that are making up news. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is, um, you ever want to see fake news? Go to the Gaza Strip. That's fake news. You know, and what kills me is that uh, what is Israel supposed to do, Barry? You you got um, people on the other side who will will not stop they want to kill you they don't want peace at all this whole peace notion is a lie they only say it because they got uh they want to look good in front of other folks but at the end of the day they want to kill you and, and that's what it comes down to i mean what what is israel supposed to do barry i don't know the great israeli prime minister golda Meir said this in uh geez it's got to be 50 years ago and i think it's still true today when the Arabs love their own children more than they hate ours, there will be peace. And the modern uh, interpretation of that quote is the Hamas leadership 
and this is a true quote, I urge your uh, viewers to go look it up on Google, say all the time, the Jews love life, we embrace death. That is a death cult. That is a, a people that worship martyrdom more than they want to live. They relish the idea of dying because their religion teaches if they die a martyr, they go to paradise. And there's lots of prizes, starting with, depending which verse you read, a whole lot of virgins that are gifted to you as a, a reward for dying in the service of Allah. It's the craziest thing, and until you see it, you won't believe it. Oh, you know, I, I just can't imagine, uh, quote unquote, uh, a God, you know, acting, in, you know, having them act in that type of manner. Um, it, it's almost satanic in a sense, you know. Um, oh, yeah. And Nothing you've ever seen. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.